It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm located in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's the E-Commerce Minute, episode 744. In today's episode, Alibaba and GD.com rack up $136 billion in sales during annual Chinese shopping event. June is always a big month for Chinese e-commerce company JD.com and their infamous 618 shopping holiday. But this year, things are a little different. The event, which has grown to include JD.com's rivals Alibaba and Pinduoduo, is one of the most significant barometers of how much Chinese consumers are spending as the world's second largest economy slowly recovers from the coronavirus pandemic. And it definitely looks like they're spending. In fact, Alibaba and JD.com handled $136.51 billion with a B in sales through the platforms during the events. Known as 618 because it ends June 18th, the 18-day festival was being closely watched for signs about the health of the consumer in the world's second largest economy. 618 also coincides with the company's secondary listing this week on Hong Kong Stock Exchange. It raised nearly $3.9 billion with a B, money that could help increase its share of Chinese e-commerce market. JD.com shares in Hong Kong jumped 3.5% in their debut. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that the country features two separate shopping extravaganzas. The first, 618, was launched by JD.com. Alibaba created the second, the more famous Singles Day on November 11th. Now both companies collaborate in the events. JD.com said transaction volume totaled 269.2 billion yuan or 37.99 billion. This figure is the total value of all orders for products and services placed on the company's online platform, regardless of whether the goods are sold, delivered, or returned. That was more than the 201.5 billion yuan in transaction volume last year. Meanwhile, Alibaba said gross merchandise value, or GMV, stood at 698.2 billion yuan, or 98.52 billion. While the growth was propelled by lots of discounting, the super sale suggests that China's nascent consumer spending recovery has legs. That's everybody shopping online. <laughs> I, this yeah, is not, these out. are not surprising numbers. These shopping festivals, the numbers seem to go up. And it's interesting to note that they seem to be partnering up, even though they are rivals. I think it's like, keep my enemies close and let's all make money together or something like that. Isn't that how that adage goes? Something on those lines, I guess. <laughs> seem to work out. <laughs> it works for them. It's always getting compared to Amazon's Prime Day and annual sales, but... These guys kill, they uh, kill any one of the sales. Well, they've had a head start. And as we've said in previous podcasts, the Chinese Asian market consumer is a different type of consumer because they're mobile first. So mm-hmm. they're way ahead of us. I mean, obviously, strides have been made in the last couple of years. We're a lot different than where we were even two years ago. But the, that market being a mobile first economy making purchasing a lot easier. And I think obviously the pandemic didn't hurt because everyone was probably shopping online anyway. So this is not a surprising story in any sense of the word. It's like the same analogies at the end of Mean Girls when all the mean popular girls end up working together and get together. Everyone ends up thriving at the end better than they did by themselves anyway when they weren't all friends. That's when things get scary. Yeah, true. Exactly. Then they're too powerful. Now this was obviously a super powerful event because they made however many hundred billion. Yeah. So 
So we haven't good for we, them. Good for them. Good for them. Everybody's <laughs> making money. So we haven't talked about JD in a while. We haven't really done too many Chinese e-commerce stories. So we'll give you a little background history. JD was founded by billionaire Richard Liu in 1998, and he still remains the company's CEO, but he did get arrested in 2018 in the United States for some sexual misconduct. He handed the control of operations to retail CEO Zhu Li. Minnesota prosecutors decided not to file charges against Liu, who has apologized for his interactions with a woman and said in December 2018, he did not break the law. So he's been keeping a lower profile and some notes on their logistics. JD was best placed to meet the surge in demand because unlike Alibaba and Pinduoduo, it has its own logistics and delivery services. Sounds like our friends at Amazon. True. So they control their whole network. So I think that's where that's going to put them ahead. Alibaba is still the top. Alibaba is still number one, but don't count JD out of this. And again, interesting to see that them all teaming up and making money together. All right, we'll do a little stat time. JD.com is China's second biggest e-commerce company with 20% of the market, though it lags far behind Alibaba's 60%. Pinduoduo is third with 10%. The record numbers on 618 made point recovery with the Chinese consumer. Retail sales fell 2.8% in May from a year ago, but online sales of physical goods rose 15.6%. JD and Alibaba have benefited from the acceleration of the shift to online shopping in China. JD.com's U.S. listed shares are up 72.5%. Why didn't I buy some of that stock? And Alibaba has risen 5.4%. do have some of that. More than 70% of Pinduoduo's physical goods during 618 were sold in the lower tier regions. Interesting note there. Behind the spike in sales is an expanding e-commerce user base from the lower tier cities. Alibaba recorded a 100% year-on-year jump in the number of users from lower tier regions on its platforms during the festival. Wow. And finally, the e-commerce giant also recorded 654 million annual active consumers for the fiscal year ending March 2019, representing an annual increase of 102 million users. More than 70% of these were from lower tier regions and below, the company has said. These stats were from Technode. Really mind-blowing numbers here. These are the kind of numbers we don't really see in the U.S., but obviously their population is larger, more mobile forward, more savvy in buying things online. But really some staggering numbers there from these guys. You guys got anything else? I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> I can't Those either. numbers. I'm like trying to like mentally picture it and I can't. <laughs> Bart, remember we used to do the podcast on the singles day and it was like, they sold $12 million worth of shrimp in five minutes. <laughs> Something crazy like that. <laughs> I should have looked it up. But it was, you know, these staggering numbers, like in the first minutes they sold because Alibaba makes a big deal of how much and how fast they sell things. And they had a big counter like the, the old telethons used to have. Oh. Um, they made more of a deal out of it. The 618 thing seems just a little bit more low-key, and I guess because I think it's a little longer. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Even, I, I didn't even know about it until I had to write about it. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Actually, I did not either. I think that I've seen the singles day, but that's about it. Yeah. So you don't really hear much about this one. Then again, what do we know about Asian e-commerce except for what we read on trades? You guys got anything else? Nope. All right, that's your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>